coming up, we're going to talk more about rising pl- prices, sorry, inflation. Just uh, where have you seen it uh, the most? And where is the line between companies charging you more because they have to, because their prices have increased, and companies charging you more because they simply uh, can right now? Where do we uh, draw the line when it comes to uh, rising prices and price gouging? We'll take your phone calls on that coming up in just a second. But speaking of rising prices, the federal government's much talked about national child care program promising to make daycare more affordable. But a new, new study suggests how much your fees will be reduced actually depends on where you live. David McDonald is a senior economist with the Canadian Center for Policy Alternatives. He is the co-author of this study, and he joins us once again here on the program. David, good afternoon. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. I saw your comment, uh, which said, when it comes to affordable child care, the problem isn't necessarily the plan, but it's in the implementation. The problem comes with implementing it. Can you explain that a little bit for us? Yeah. So, I mean, the first step in the, this national child care plan is a reduction in fees of 50%. And you'd think, well, that's pretty straightforward. Uh, but in fact, it's not at all straightforward when you start to look at how the provinces are trying to get to this federal goal of a 50% reduction. There's actually four separate approaches that they're using. Um, you, you know, you'd think you just take the fee and cut it in half, and there you go, there's your new fee. Uh, but that's, that, that is kind of what's happening in Ontario, but in many other provinces, there's a flat rate reduction in some provinces. Some provinces aren't changing their fees at all, but they're changing how the subsidy system works for low-income households. And what that means is that uh, it's not at all clear that, that uh, cities or most cities are even going to hit these federal targets. So what we did this year in our annual child care fee report was project out with all these provincial plans, are these different cities, are these different age groups uh, for, for child care going to hit the targets? In most cases, they're not. Uh, and so, you know, there will be some cities and some age groups that will hit the federal targets of a 50% reduction. Most cities will be close. So they'll be within 20 to to $100 of hitting their targets. Uh, but then, you know, there's there's still, uh, you know, a set of cities in each one of these age groups that, that are going to miss those federal targets, uh, some by a fair margin of over $100 a month. And uh, it really very much depends on, you know, what the provincial plans are and how they apply. And if they do not, these provinces hit that 50% to David, this is a big plan. I mean, big money, $30 billion worth, and it's promising to bring $10 a day daycare to the entire country. But if certain jurisdictions or provinces do not hit that 50%, is it more than likely they're not going to hit that $10 a day daycare by 2026? Yeah, well, this is the big question. Is This is the first step uh, of a multi-year process to get down to $10 a day in 2025 or 2026. So that's still a couple years away. Um, I think it's, it's, you know, it's positive that most cities are close to this 50% reduction. Um, one, you know, I think one of the most predictable ways of getting to that $10 a day uh, flat rate is, first of all, to convert to a flat rate because uh, at present, several of the provinces, including Ontario, are, are maintaining the market system, so, you know, charging what the market will bear, and then providing rebates against that market system. Um, one province this year, New Brunswick, has switched to a set fee system, and then those set fees are slowly going to decrease to $10 a day. That's the most predictable way to do it, but given what's happening this year, it's not clear that all provinces will convert to a set fee that is $10 a day, you know, in 2025, they may well retain the market system, but provide bigger rebates. What that means is that in some areas, uh, you may well be paying 
far more than $10 a day, as long as somebody else, someplace else in the province is paying less than $10 a day. You know, so maybe in Toronto, you're paying 20 or $30 a day, but somebody in Windsor is paying $6 a day and therefore it works out to $10 a day on average. And so I think that may be one of the dangers is that uh, there isn't a, you're not being forced to go to a set fee of $10 a day. It's $10 a day on average. Right. So is that New Brunswick plan you just mentioned, is it the best way forward when it comes to getting to that goal of $10 a day daycare? And when you talk about a a disparity in daycare rates, even within a province like, say, Toronto and uh, Windsor, uh, what are the dangers with that? Yeah, so it's certainly the most predictable. So once you move to a set fee system, everybody's paying the same amount. Uh, And so it's very predictable what people are paying. You know, people in Toronto aren't being offset by people in Windsor, for instance. Um, the Ontario approach uh, is basically taking whatever the fee was in March and having it. And so uh, that is, you know, that in, in some sense, it takes, um, takes a bitter, bit better perspective on what's happening in Toronto, which is much more expensive, say, versus what's happening in Windsor. In other places like British Columbia, everybody receives sort of a flat reduction a month. And so what that means is that, um, you know, Vancouver, for instance, or Richmond is not going to see a 50% reduction. But other smaller centers like Kelowna are going to see more than a 50% reduction so that on average they get to 50%. Um, Now, certainly moving to a set fee eliminates those um, differences. It also eliminates the problem of heavily regulating those market fees um, because people try to find loopholes. Uh, So, you know, you start a new center at a very high fee, for instance, or you increase your fees uh, much more, say, in 2022 to to capture some of that, uh, you know, to capture some of that amount. So you have to heavily regulate the market and it's at a certain point hopefully provinces will realize it's just much easier to switch to a set fee and so you don't have to do that kind of heavy regulation yeah just finally david on this uh, through your research and through this uh, study uh how close are we to not getting do you think to that goal of ten dollar a day daycare is it to truly in jeopardy and maybe as well could you talk to us about just how important this is this issue of affordable daycare when it comes to things like labor force participation and also affordability overall just for uh, Canadian families. We're going to discuss uh, high prices and inflation here in uh, just a second. And this is one area, maybe the only area for a lot of Canadian families where they might be seeing a price uh, decrease. Yeah, I mean, I think in general this is a good news report. I mean, the provinces are are making progress. In some cases they're not um, because of how, they've, how they're conceptualizing a 50% reduction. Uh, you know, they're using subsidy systems, for instance, instead of actually addressing the fees. But by and large, uh, you know, we're close to 50%. Uh, most provinces will miss it by a bit, but it's, a, you know, it's close. Um, I think what's going to become the big issue in, you know, at this point, say next year in 2023, is whether we're creating enough spaces. So it's going to become obvious to parents over the course of, you know, the summer that fees are going down and they're a lot lower than they used to be. And this is going to be universal almost across the country, except in Manitoba, where they're not changing fees. And so once you start to realize, oh, fees are going down, it's a lot more, a lot more affordable than it used to be. Uh, it's going to encourage parents to put their kids in licensed daycare, which is exactly the point of the program. The question is, do we have the number of spaces or can we build the number of spaces over the next year or so to meet that demand? And we often think of uh, child care spaces as the capital expenditure of building a new building or converting an existing building. And that, that is an important part of building a new space. But we often underappreciate the workforce piece of it, which is to say we need to have trained workers and they need to be well-paid because if they aren't well-paid, 
they'll realize after a couple years that they could make more money doing something else, um, even if they have the training, uh, and they'll go off and do other things. And so if we don't have the spaces, we don't have the workers, what we're going to get is very low fees but very long wait lists. And this was the experience in Quebec in the 1990s when they introduced $5 a day. Hopefully it's not the experience we're going to have this time around, but we're going to know real soon in 2023 whether there is enough new space construction. Joined by David McDonald, Senior Economist with the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives. David, you and I have uh, spoken over the past few months about inflation. It's at a 30-year high. These higher prices are becoming a growing concern for Canadian families. And there's a lot of questions being asked about just uh, how much profit companies are now uh, making due to uh, high prices. This after a Loblaw report, a uh, Loblaw, they reported a 40% increase in the first uh, quarter when they reported uh, last week. I want to play for you. Here's NDP leader uh, Jagmeet Singh. He was on 640 Toronto earlier today with uh, Greg Brady and told uh, Greg this when it comes to those rising prices. These corporate gr- grocery stores are actually increasing their prices beyond what the increased costs are just to make extra profit. So it shows mm-hmm. clearly they're just gouging Canadians at this difficult time. And we, this is no surprise. We've seen in the past during the, the world wars, companies were gouging, they were profiteering. Similarly, companies are profiteering off of a pandemic, a war in Ukraine, as well as uh, the rising cost of living. All right, David, give us uh, your expert opinion as an economist. How can us as a consumers uh, tell when a uh, company is charging you more because their costs have gone up? And when does that uh, cross a, a line into price gouging that they're just raising their prices because they can yeah, I mean, as a consumer, it's basically impossible to figure out whether this can of tuna or whatever is, is going up at exactly the rate of, the, you know, the increased cost of the input or whether they've got an extra 2% on top. One of the things that you can look at is look at um, the, the cost of goods. You know, if we, if we think of grocery stores, for instance, the cost of goods that grocery stores are buying, is that going up? Um, and it, it clearly is. In 2021, um, grocery stores as a, as a sector, as an industry, uh, saw record high cost of goods. That is to say that, that you know, that they, they bought wholesale cans of tuna. Um, but that's not the whole story. We also have to look at the margins that are being turned out by, you know, by different industries, say grocery stores, and the profits they're declaring. And so if we are seeing margins and profits also going up, even if cost of goods are going up, what it means is that those companies may have higher costs. They're passing all those on to consumers and then some such that they're seeing higher profits as a result and or higher margins, both of which were true for uh, one of the quarters, uh, at least one of the quarters in 2021. Now, you know, what do we do about as consumers? Well, you know, there isn't a lot we can do about it. We can certainly shop around at different stores. As governments, there's certainly something we can do about it and something the last budget did about was to say, uh, that there's a pandemic tax. Uh, it only applied to banks and insurance companies that made over a billion dollars in 2021. But it didn't have to just apply to those two industries. And certainly, companies making over a billion dollars are not exclusively in those two industries. Only 20% of the companies making a billion dollars of publicly traded companies in Canada were a bank or insurance company. 23% of them were actually an oil and gas company. Uh, and the oil and gas industry is not paying uh, this this uh, this pandemic tax. Um, one of those companies was uh, was Loblaws, who made over a billion dollars in 2021. Um, mm. And so I think that there's an argument to be made that these new taxes that have been very specific to the bank and insurance company don't have to be. Uh, they can be expanded elsewhere, the proceeds of which can be used, uh, you know, to help consumers try to weather this increase in inflation. 
Very interesting. David, appreciate your insight as always, and thank you so much for your time here on this Tuesday afternoon. Got to leave it there for now. Thanks for having me. You bet. David McDonald, Senior Economist with the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives. When we come back, we are going to discuss this further, plus your phone calls. If you're in London and Hamilton, one 225 talk That's 225 talk In Toronto, 416-870-6400. Where have these rising in high prices, where have they impacted you, and is the government doing enough about it? Here on the Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.